0: you're listening to the give me five podcast episode 128 that's my birthday very entertaining things, and some things that are a little disturbing. Uh, We talk about pop culture, nostalgia, movies, and music. My name's Greg, and I am joined by Jimmy, who, in honor of the movie tonight, is only going to say the word California.
1: California. There you go. And Rob,
0: who is not a crappy robot.
2: And I'm going to have to wait, like, 300 more episodes to be able to say it's my birthday episode. Well... We'll
0: start doing double recording. Because you're at 128. I got to get to 419. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Uh, later this evening, we are going to be joined by Justin Connors from Ape Prime Productions and Ape Prime Esports. A film guy, a video game guy, and a very interesting chat.
1: Really, really nice dude. Yeah.
0: And uh, so stick Super around. Glad he, make it. he is way more interesting than any of us and way smarter about things than any of us. So stick around for that. This week, as I mentioned before, we are going to talk about the longest Nintendo commercial ever. Thank you, Jimmy. (laughs) Rain Rain Man for Children. It is the wizard. California. And it was uh, not what I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) It was not what I remembered. Uh, Jimmy, can you give the folks a spoiler warning, letting them know that there will be spoilers discussed in this episode tonight? California. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to go through here. We had a lot to say about the wizard. We've already recorded that part. So we're going to go right into news and it's going to be very difficult for Jimmy as all of the news comes from him. Go ahead. California. <laughs> California. <laughs>
1: California.
0: So. I'm going to take you off the hook here.
1: Cool. Uh, Guys, I've actually got some (laughs) board game news, which is uh, something I've I've had before. Uh, We thought that there would be no officially licensed products coming out of the Friday the 13th franchise. But alas, there is this summer the officially licensed Friday the 13th board game will be coming out where you get to play as a camp counselor and you get to try and avoid Jason Voorhees. Why alas? But. California. California. (laughs) Uh, Never fear. Alas. I don't know. Um, We are getting some officially licensed Friday the 13th products finally coming out. I don't know what that says for the legal battle. Probably not much. And another bit of board game news, a Trivial Pursuit Ultimate Horror Edition is coming out this fall. It looks awesome. All the little playing pieces are kind of like a a thing from a horror movie, an axe. There's an axe and a brain. There's a creepy doll.
0: Yeah, the creepy doll head looks good.
1: Yeah, it looks very cool. So very much looking forward to that. I'm going to drop
0: the gauntlet right now. We are friends with at least two other people that run horror podcasts. I would like to challenge them. We would get trounced by Trick or Treat Radio.
1: Yeah, but I'd be able to try. Yeah. Yeah, we should do
0: that. I will challenge any of the other horror podcasts. I know some of you guys listen to a game of Trivial Pursuit Horror. I'll even buy it because I'm going to buy it. I'll probably end up buying it too.
1: Uh, Fight Club, Fight Club Three is now available. Guys, check it out. Go get your copy. Uh, you can order it autographed by the author, author himself. One of my favorites. Ah, fuck it, whatever. Enjoy the rest of the show.
0: <sighs> okay, well, you know, I was very interested in this week's Florida story because I am. Oh god, what happened now? Because sure, I am pretty sure that we started the Florida story which we haven't we didn't do it all the time but i'm pretty sure we started it because of the easter money guy who of course got arrested on easter for getting in a fight and so we've probably been doing florida stories for about a year give or take but this one was so confusing that it could only be a florida story because yeah there are people that will do 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 protests or do things to try to prove a point and you understand how one thing leads to another it leads to another you might not agree with what their protest is but you kind of understand how it happens so there is a, a neighborhood that started finding little plastic easter eggs in their mailboxes and when they opened up the easter eggs they found a cracker in the shape of a fish i don't know why they didn't say goldfish cracker but it is entirely possible that this that this woman or this person that we'll find out about actually did cut a cracker into the shape of a fish.
2: Or maybe they just goldfish didn't want to be associated with it. And they were afraid they'd sue.
0: That's true. That's true. A cracker in the shape of fish, a sheet of toilet paper, which is actually kind of nice these days and pornographic images. So the little plastic Easter eggs, they're sticking in people's mailbox with, with pornographic images, which is why it became a story. They, eventually found out that this had happened in 400 mailboxes so this woman sat around cutting out pornographic images
1: and so cutting when, out the shapes of fish and crackers
0: apparently. Yeah, and, and individually ripping one sheet of toilet paper putting in a thing and driving around putting it in there so why was she doing that so i was trying to figure out why she was doing it and i it was one of those things where like when the story first came out there would be like a local newspaper that had it with, like, a couple paragraphs, and then, like, a bigger story would come out, and you kind of had to, like, follow the path to get the whole story. I thought she was doing it as some sort of artistic thing to protest the church at Easter. But no, Florida Logic, she was doing it to show why people need the church and why people should not be allowed or should not be kept out of church for Easter because... Yes, she was handing out porn to prove that people needed to be going to church and not looking at porn. Mm. This is Abril Sestoni. She is 42 years old. Uh, She did admit to distributing the eggs. The Flagler County Police Sheriff's Office did a great job tracking her down. Also did an immediate test for the virus just to make sure she didn't hand out Easter eggs to a bunch of children that had virus all over them. That's good. good. Uh, She distributed more than 400 pamphlets and there's also like non-threatening references to county buildings and like this just random stuff and uh she did get charged for distributing obscene material and for violating the stay at home order of course uh, also news for news to me which i found out uh, a couple of days later she is a public's employee <laughs> which i don't know why that was shocking to me but it kind of was Probably and, not anymore. No, probably not anymore. But like they didn't say which part of public she worked in. I cut like can you imagine if like the four hundred Easter egg porn lady was actually making people their delicious public subs? Yeah, that, and dressing the bread. Yeah, exactly. Uh she Smearing does, mayonnaise on it. <laughs> she does mm-hmm. not look at all like she is forty two. <laughs> like we do a lot of these stories and a lot of these stories uh I will send you the picture. There, a lot of these stories, you see it, and you can like be like, "Oh man, drugs not so good to this person." Like this, this person looks well older, older than forty two. So, that is our Florida story of the week. Easter eggs full of pornography. Thank you for making. Oh my- God!
1: Yeah, she joined the wrong church because everybody knew psychology is the one that keeps you young <laughs> with their celestrons or whatever. Midochlorines.
0: Yes. And on that note, we are going to move on to our interview with Justin Connors. Well, as promised, I'm here with Justin Connors, the founder, creative director of Ape Prime Productions and Ape Prime Esports, and guy who has been showing up on my Facebook feed in a bathrobe (laughs) talking about life in general. Welcome. Justin. Hello, hello, hello!
3: But you know what's Welcome crazy sir. about that? Thank you. I, I I've done so much random big things in my life, but the thing that people ask me about the most, or tell me they love the most, is the videos of me sitting in my robe in my backyard. I don't know what it is about those things, but people love that stuff.
0: You look comfortable.
3: Yeah, I am. That robe is comfortable.
0: I, it, there's not. Go ahead, Jimmy.
3: No, I was going to say that leads us to our
1: first question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where'd you get the bathrobe? Now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not to get too deep on this, but it like it, you present very good points. Thank you. Well, dressed very casually. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a little like duo, whatever yep. there. Um, although I do like the fact that you called yourself out on missing up, messing up the Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman.
3: Yes. Yes. Oh, God. You have no idea how bad I felt about that. Like I watched because I, I have a tendency to watch it over and over and over again after I make them. And I kept watching it. And then one and literally it literally was like I watched it one time and I heard it and I was like did I say Pullman? I was like, and nobody's called me out on this yet. Like that, it was just, it was mind blowing to me because, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Bill Paxton is dead, but it was just like the fact that, you know, they're completely different kinds of actors. Like spectrum is completely different. So I just wanted to go back and, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of uh, be able to, to call yourself out when uh, other people won't. So,
0: yeah, I'm uh, I convinced that I partially killed Bill Bill Paxton because I was listening to the uh, WTF uh, podcast, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was on like a week before. And I was like, that dude is a, 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 a Bill Paxton. He's an American treasure. Yeah. I'm so happy we have him. I cannot wait to see more films with him. I need to go back and look. And then sure enough, like, you know, a couple of days later, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? And I thought mm-hmm. I had like dreamt it. It was like,
3: yeah, so. You put My the bad. target on him. You put the target on him. I did. <laughs> Death was like, oh, who am I going for today? Ah, someone's thinking about Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah,
0: that'll make what? him real sad yeah. right now. <laughs> so you are here because you are doing a lot of stuff with e-gaming and you have your own production studio. We love, well, I am not the video game person on this show. That is mm. uh, that is Jimmy and Rob. Mm. I don't have any time to play video games. Uh, but... We re- we did recently get into some fan films. Okay, uh, Jimmy brought some some to the table. Correct, mm-hmm. he brought uh, what Never Hike Alone. Um, yes,
1: uh, Never Hike Alone. Big fan of that. Um, you might what know this that, one. What just, is
3: that a fan film of? Never That's Hike Alone? Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm to um, look it up.
1: It's excellent. It's fantastic. We had okay. the director on. Um, my first foray into those was uh, Batman Dead End.
3: Oh, yeah, that's a fun one.
1: Uh, absolutely.
3: It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, just yeah. just a it's just a few. Well, um, the first fan film that did it for me was the guy who made Grayson. The like super dope, uh, uh, Robin trailer from back in the day. It preceded mm. Dead End. It was, um, maybe about a year or two ago, back when, um, Star Wars was like the, there's a Star Wars website that was the hub of like all fan films. Uh, this uh, okay. guy named John Fiorella made a movie called, it's like an a extended trailer, but it was like the dopest thing called Grayson. And it was as if Dick Grayson kind of grew up. Uh, you should, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's still good to this day. Uh, especially it came out in like maybe 2000. 2000 maybe 2001 yeah. Um, yeah. but Grayson is is that's probably one of the first fan films that I was like man I want to do that so
0: <laughs> there's the the Punisher one as well caught oh, me. Dirty Laundry
1: that, yes. Dirty
3: Laundry is that's fantastic yeah it's it's, uh, it's one of those fun films because uh, it, it relies on you knowing the character without knowing the knowing them anymore so it made it more fun you know we love Thomas Jane oh um, um, yeah but everything that uh, is it Javier not Rad? that's the what is his name the guy that makes those um uh, We've talked about it. Yeah, before. You, 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 all of his like, you know, very fan filmish kind of stuff or fan kind of stuff is always great. You know, that, you know, power power slash rangers or whatever how you want to say it. Universe. All of the it. like universe stuff, yeah. I love it. I love it. So
0: and the reason why we're talking about this, of course, is doesn't take too far of searching on a Prime Productions. You see a Green Hornet fan film.
3: Yes, 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 yes.
0: That is about twenty-eight minutes of goodness.
3: Oh um, I'm glad you like it. <laughs>
0: Well our, that's, shaker. Shaker, that's,
3: that's, that's it I say yeah mm. so, yeah we uh green hornet was it was an idea i had if you go through like if you go to my, my personal site we did a web series called photography long time ago probably you know i don't know how long at this point now but that was like a series that me and my friends made and the guy who i cast as the lead and the guy who cast as the bad guy in that show, I took a ph- there's a photo of them together. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun to do a Green Hornet thing? I said that, like, just off the cuff forever ago. um, And because, you know, you know, one was an Asian American. One was, you know, the guy who ends up being their green in the movie, um, Alex. And uh, but I always just kind of cornered the idea. Never really thought of that. I loved fan films. Always wanted to make one like a good one. Uh And then I read Kevin Smith's uh, unpublished script version of the Green Hornet, uh his comic book, which is oh, it's sitting right there. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was. I remember reading it, and being like, "Man, this is like not the Green Hornet I remember." I obviously know the show, you know. I, I was like, I, "This is Green Hornet as like a movie," because it's it's based on an unpublished movie script. So I I love what he did. I love the take on it. I like the idea of not Cato wasn't just kato and you had the the daughter that came in and there was just so much that was so cool to. It. and i was like well if i'm gonna do some sort of fan film i want to make it so that green hornet is like today you know what i mean i want to make it so if green hornet started today what could it possibly be like um and that's what really started the whole thing that was what uh kicked off the idea of the green hornet and uh it was a good uh long year and a half of making that so
0: it's yeah, it's interesting if you look at the old stuff with the green hornet there's certain things that are more intense and more violent than they put out in theaters today. Yep, and then yep. there's other stuff that you're like, wow, that was very racially insensitive.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that, it's funny that there's things like that. Like, and there's people who still, even when I get comments today, people are all like, Oh, why doesn't Keanu wearing his chauffeur hat? And you know, this stuff. And I was like, in my version, if you were to, cause I have backstories for my version of it. I was like, I didn't want him to be his like, servant I, I was like I, yeah. my, my version they kind of grew up together and that was like mm-hmm. a good friend of his you know i mean like, i wanted it to be where these two actually had a bond um, yeah they had banter yeah they had banter you know the, obviously the other character was going to be the little sister so it, like it, it provided this like good triangle of uh, uh of um like relationship between the three of them that wasn't like this secret you know bodyguard guy who's also his manservant. like i was like this doesn't work today no one would let that happen today um so that's like things like that we thought of it it was just it was always it was taking all of the green hornet things and seeing what could be realistic like we were at one point in time trying to work in sting you know like the actual like you know cane looking long sting gun i was like trying to figure out a way could we make that realistic but i was like couldn't do it i was like couldn't figure out a way that this guy would actually have this thing on him and pull it out without anybody noticing so Uh, um so we got rid of it
0: i don't it's funny because i don't we don't get a chance to talk to directors too much that like had their hands in that much of the creative piece. So you mentioned that she was kind of like a little sister part. And I, I totally got that vibe Mm -hmm. when she was sitting between them, peeking through the backseat.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And it was like and so did those kind of thoughts go like go through your mind when you were framing. I know yeah, it's a yeah. little part, but
3: yeah, no, no yeah, was, all of that was a, a big thing. So when we uh when even when I was casting them, Rachel uh, Rachel's actually, I believe, I shouldn't be to, she's older than I think James, who plays the Cato. But she looks so young, and you know, and I was mm-hmm. she has a very jovial, just like pretty young smile. And then she just looks like a little sister. Uh and that's also why there's a lot of the things I put in of like when after uh, when the main bad guys got her down and she does the smoke thing and the green Hornet kind of runs over, to kind of be like, Hey, are you okay? She doesn't even give him pays in their mind. She just runs past them because she's like, shit, I'm going to, I'm going to fail my one task. You know what I mean? It was like that little, that little brother, little sister vibe of like, this is the one thing I have to do. I got to prove to my brother. I'm the good one. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff was actually thought about. Uh, I am a little brother. I have an older brother. So it's like, what would I do if I thought I was going to fail? I would overcompensate. I would try to, you know, always do the things to one up. Um, And if I had a longer storyline with it, that was going to be the big thing was, the younger sister living up to all the cool shit that the older brother could do. You know what I mean? There's, you know, the Cato mantra, the whole thing has to be, he's living. I don't want, I didn't want him to be Bruce Lee, but I did want him to be that kind of like very good at everything he does. And so now he's got this little sister who's just trying to impress him and it's going to be hard for her to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now there's, there's one part here I have to give you, I have to give you a hard time on. Okay. Now there was of course some, some familiar faces okay. uh, just, you know, for, in the, in the film okay. because we all work together at yeah, yeah, one yeah. point. So, uh, one of the actresses, Tracy is yeah. the, one of the, the sweetest, nicest people I've ever met. She is. always has a smile on her face. Yes. And you kidnapped her.
3: And I, believe it was you. I believe it was actually it, it, you. you. It, no. Literally <laughs>
0: threw her over your shoulder.
3: 100%. What's funny about that is I'm very, um, very, very comfortable. I mean, I'm a very like uh with my actors I like to make sure that everybody's comfortable. I give them all the opportunities to make sure that they don't feel like they can make a mistake or anything like that. Um, I want to make sure that they feel like they can branch out and not hurt anything. And I was like, when we got to the point of. That scene of getting them out of the cage, I told everybody, I was like, look, uh, Tracy, I know her. Uh, I'm responsible for her. Nobody's going to be allowed to pick her up. But me, I have to be the one responsible that if somebody, no, no random guy that I casted as a goon is going to be responsible for Tracy. Yeah. I have to be responsible for Tracy. Yeah. So that's why I made it that I was the one that walked in and I was the one that picked her up. Um, even on the flip side of that, all the car driving scenes are me." I had to be the one driving the cars because I'm the one responsible for what happens. So if you see the car driving anywhere, you see the gear shift. That's me. I'm the one inside the car. Um <laughs> It's all that kind of stuff that I was like, the responsibility had to be on me because, you know, for people working on this, they can't uh they can't. I can't put the burden on them if something goes wrong. It had to be my responsibility.
0: Yeah. Nice. So you're a writer, actor, director stunts. Uh, <laughs> cinematographer.
3: Uh, you'll impressive. find if you actually—that I mean, we we joked about it all the time. But if you looked at the list of credits on something like Green Hornet. Uh, we have one thing per person, but if you went inside, if you were there on set, you'd find out everybody did everything. My first AD, who was also my producer, who was also a writer, who was also when the main bad guy gets hit by the car. As soon as she gets yeah. hit, that's actually my first AD getting hit and rolling on the ground, um, getting hit, quote unquote. Um, yeah. you know, there's you'll, you'll a lot of the. People who did, you know, grip and G&E were switching all over the place. We were very our crew was very versatile. And it's hard to, you can't really point your finger at like one job. Everybody kind of did multiple.
0: <laughs> so what is next? I, I believe you mentioned that there's a Blade fan film coming. Yeah, up.
3: so we made uh, what we're calling Blood Hunt, uh, which is very funny because we called it Blood Hunt as a cool name. I think Van, uh the guy who helped me, uh, my producer, writing friend who helped me work on it i think he came up with or we both did just out in thin air but we found out that blade 2 is on like uh amazon is called blade 2 bloodhunt the actual blade the, the wesley snipes blade 2 it has really? a subtitle of bloodhunt i've never heard of that before but it does now um so uh you know we're still calling it bloodhunt we're just gonna roll with it until someone's the sue us. but yeah we have a blade fan film right now i really wanted to see what blade was like before he was like uh, Wesley Snipes has everything blade. Like the things that used to annoy me about the blade story in the movie was like, this guy's got everything. He's got this dope mm-hmm. setup and the space and all this money and guns and, and silver bullets and silver stakes. And I was like, what would yeah. blade be like if he didn't have all of that? He's so, you know. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff like we have a lot of things that happen in the movie where Blade, our Blade is not, you know, an expert at martial arts because he's younger. He can't be an expert at martial arts. You know, he has the sword, but he doesn't really get to use it in the right way because he doesn't know how to use a sword like that right now. You know, Um, when he uses his stakes, they run out like you can't he doesn't have this infinite amount of like random silver stakes. You know, there's a lot of things that I put in. I like to put them in like real situations. I don't want to give it away, but I can even show you guys like a rough cut of it. But like there's moments where. He uh, he's pinned and he's cornered. And there's not much left, and then he gets his uh, you know, there's a moment where he gets his like savioring moment, and it's just, it was fun because you think he's done, and it's it's because it's just the character feels real. He doesn't feel like he's unstoppable, which is what I hate about any character.
0: As soon as you, I, I'm trying to explain this so now that I'm at home with a seven year old all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain to him like how to play properly. And if he's got like the one toy that's overpowering all of the other ones, like, how do you make a story there? And like, Correct. he's looking at me like, I just want to play with my Lego guys. I'm like, no, 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 but he You're can't like, have that son. Let okay. me explain plot points Hang and on. let me explain.
1: Yeah. I, I, so, love, but, <laughs> I, I love your explanation of your treatment of the character blade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it, I, I'm not speaking for him because I don't know him, but I feel like Guillermo del Toro would be really cool with it.
3: Yeah, I think he would too. <laughs> he would be like,
1: oh, let me, yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: good. he had, he was, Great. he was already given the character at that point. when he mm-hmm. did, I mean, his is, his is, you know, one of the better ones as well, yeah. but like he was given the blade characters. The I love the, uh, is it Scott Norrington, whoever did the first one. Like I love that blade too. I oh, just yeah. wanted to see a character. Like I said, I wanted to see how if this guy was young, like what would he have done? How would he have, you know, he had to have just gotten started. And if Whistler was there, he had to have this guy who was rough around the edges. He wasn't just a, a karate master when he found him. You know what I mean? I think when like people get powers and they somehow are also good at like random things that have nothing to do with that power, you know, like a vampire getting bit and all of a sudden they're good at fighting. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. You
0: know, so this is in Jimmy, close personal friend of Guillermo del
1: Toro <laughs>
3: said, <laughs> he said he called him he'd up. be OK They're with cool for you to call <laughs>
0: yeah. it
1: one Yeah, I wish, dude. Oh, man. You know, like, this is an aside. I, I mean, if if you've uh, heard me talk at all, I am I am a huge, huge fan of Guillermo del Toro. Mm. And I got to tell you, every time I go into the liquor store and I see his limited edition Patron set, it's oh, like yeah. 300 bucks. I'm like, well, I mean, ah, uh, anyway.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> if you ever met him, you would be unable to speak.
3: We re- I missed that. We were in uh, LA like a year and a half ago and he had that uh he had like a museum that he has like a Gilmore del Toro Museum of Horror Shops or something like that and we <laughs> wanted to go so bad uh but for some reason I think it was closed. I don't know what it was. And it was like the thing I've always wished I could have went to because I've always loved I love Commentary with Del Toro. Uh, I love Hellboy 2's Commentary with Del Toro. I just like the way he thinks, like the way he designs. Oh yeah. Um, the fact that uh, I don't know you guys the fact that he uh, I think it was in Blade 2. He talks about his love of vaginas. And like the way he designs like that. And um what is the one he did before with the bug? Um Mimic. Mimic. Yeah. He actually, if you listen to him talk about it in his drawing, that's what he refers to it as. He was like, I started with the design of that and then went from there. Um, he, that, that is a hundred percent true. We don't believe you, you can look at the commentary, Um but it just, he has this, he says such a distinct eye and he knows exactly what he wants. And I love any director who can, who, when you ask them a question, they have the answer for it. um, Unlike other ones I've seen recently. So.
0: Okay, so we uh, now have Rob joining us. He was unable to get in, but he is, he is here and he is ready Boy. to talk as well. So sorry he was a little quiet <laughs> before. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about esports now that one of our uh, video game people has arrived. Oh, fun. Now, I have on the show said not that I want it to go away or anything, that I am not, that I don't understand esports all that much. Because I am from an era where if you played video games, you kind of got beaten up for playing video games. Yeah, of course. And now it's like, it's huge. Rob is cocking his yeah.
2: I I don't know that that was true. I mean, because we we in my in my personal opinion, I mean, we were the first generation that grew up with in-house gaming consoles for the entire length of our childhood.
3: Um. For sure. But I think the thing that he's saying, which is a true stigma with it, which was games get equated to nerds and games get equated to, you know, and it's even now it's a problem. I have any 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 convention I go to, any conversations, any any large talks. They talk about gamers as if they're these guys down in basements playing their games, they're eating their food and drinking their Mountain Dews. And I'm just it's it's a weird stigma that is just for some reason. I don't know if it was because of the way they were portrayed on South Park or, you know, the way it's just it's a thing that has just been stuck in people's minds of what a At gamer Mountain is. Thing and, immediately
0: springs to mind and the Cheeto yeah, thing, I even know, though I know that's not true.
2: Right. But I don't think <laughs> yeah. that took prevalence until we were in college. I don't think the the stereotypical gamer actually took off. And gain traction until we were well past the the adolescent phase, because I remember being a kid and that was all that we would talk about at school was was the video games. I mean, we talk about Street Mm -hmm. Fighter, we talk about Mario, we talk about all that stuff. And and Mm -hmm. everybody played. I mean, it it was Mm -hmm. like all the kids in the schools that I grew up in, like everybody played video games because everybody had a console at home. So it wasn't one of those things. That, I mean, yeah, some people did other things like they played sports and whatever. But it wasn't until like we got to college that people were like, "Man, why are you still playing games? What are you doing?"
3: Yep. I think again, it's 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 also appropriate like what kind of games you played. Like if you know you were playing like fun games, yeah. But if you were like one of the kids who played Final Fantasy or you played Chrono Trigger or you played, like the games that like were the nerdier games. I, I mean, people were picked on for stuff like that. I loved those games growing up, and those, you know, those I were the, was younger me. Yeah, those
2: were the games that I played
3: though. No, I'm I'm with you. I just there is a stigma that the, that being that kind of gamer was the nerd. Th- I think the word nerd and just in general gets attached to all of these, you know, video games, comics, these stigmas of what it was, and, yeah, of the bullying, all that kind of yeah, stuff. and
2: I, I didn't really see that unless you were talking about. I I think it got. I think where it really picked up was when we got to college and WoW took off.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's,
2: I, yeah. I think I think WoW was the was the big was the big category, like the MMOs that everybody mm-hmm. was like, OK, he was living in his basement, drinking Mountain Dew all day and just on the computer doing nothing.
3: Well, that was but that was the big emergence of that and Diablo and all them of people who would literally just sit and play those games for hours and hours. And you couldn't play. Well, I mean, it's not true. I guess you're like Mario, but like you could play WoW for a whole day and never move. And not, also not even get anywhere besides leveling up. Like I think that was the first. Those are the emergence of games that literally had people just staying home and creating their own worlds. Mm-hmm. And people thought it was weird. Yeah.
0: So now, and now we have The Sims.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and now we have. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh living a, a virtual day. life
0: as opposed to living your real life.
3: <laughs> the
2: Sims, I don't understand, but you know, whatever.
3: Yeah. I'm, I, I like Sims just for the house building. I like any game where you can build or craft or you know whatever. I, it doesn't matter what the game is. If there's a, I'll play Stardew Valley for ten hours because I just like farming and making a farm. I just like any game where you can make something.
0: So that that the that's kind of uh, similar to Animal Crossing
1: that everyone is doing, right?
3: I agree. I'm playing Animal Crossing <laughs> yeah, right
1: now. Go. farm built. I I would be if I had a switch. I have a friend <laughs> who um just keeps posting. Little things. He's got his guy, little person, dressed up like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll post like black and white pictures of his little sailor guy at the beach and do like lighthouse
3: quotes. <laughs> I, like, <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> shit. I like I like talking about my fruit as if I'm like smuggling something like drugs or something like that. So I'll post on my Facebook. I'll be like, look, I got to move major weight. Somebody's got to open their island up. I got, <laughs> I got, I got to sell this fruit. No questions. I don't want port authority knowing anything about. The game it. came out. Um, yeah, I'm
1: furloughed. <laughs> yeah. If I had a switch. Yeah. Forget it, dude. It's
3: it's fun. I mean, you know, if you can get one, definitely do it. it's 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 a lot of fun
1: sold out everywhere. Instead, I've been. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I've been uh, jumping back. See, for me, you you talk about sitting here, you know, these stigmas that we have. I was one of those with Diablo. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to a point with with Diablo where I was going to uh, multiplayer dot com. I paid for it. Before BattleNet was a thing, um, I had a trainer for Diablo, like an so actual I was cheating. No, a trainer, a uh, like that that mug, sir. Um, I had a. We'll link to the A Prime store so you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, a trainer. It was a. It was a little like program you ran on the side that basically made you. It was like a game genie. Yeah. For it, and I would. Just be an asshole and kill people. But when we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, I was sixteen. And I would play StarCraft uh Brood War. Oh, I Love all, that game so much. All night. I would wake up six o'clock in the afternoon. I would start playing Brood War around ten. And then I'd go to bed at like seven o'clock in the morning.
3: I loved any of those. I wish they would come. I mean, I'm surprised Starcraft Two is still the one main version of that game left. I like. I, I know they're re-releasing Command and Conquer, but like, I feel like we need another version. They, I, they had the other one. They had the Star Wars one, but like, I want that. Mm-hmm. That's the new game. I want that to come back. Well, I don't care if it's a fucking Fortnite RTS. version of it. I just want mm-hmm. yeah. Those are, those I want a good strong RTS. Yeah, give me that
1: <laughs> with the simplicity that like Brood War had. Mm-hmm. I would play four versus four, no rush, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. unlimited resources. Those games would last hours, hours. man. <laughs> I, hours. I loved some
2: StarCraft. I just wasn't fast enough. I
3: Yeah, that's why. That's, I, yeah, same, same thing, same thing. That's
1: why I played no rush games. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, some asshole would launch Zergling. Well, the first time I tried to but- compete
3: with somebody who was actually really good at resourcing and doing the thing quickly, and I just get embarrassed. I'm like, I can't play this game anymore. I, it was, I, I, if, I, if my thing is if I can't be at least decent, then I don't want to play because it, it's like what's the point, you know? And uh, I got to the point where the people were just blowing past me, and I was like, I can't that's, play the game anymore. That's oh, I that's can't. My problem with like
0: PvP, I can't. I, actually, I absolutely yeah. want an RTS that's like GI Joe that just uses the GI Joe be great. vehicles. Like
3: that'd be great. <laughs> Pitch it, make it happen. That'd be great. <laughs> you got some vehicles yeah, on me. I've
0: got the I've got the three D models. Okay, so we're going back to esports here because we're, yep, we're going to talking about video games right for soon. hours. Yeah, it could be bad. Uh, so t- talk about it. What, what do you got? What do you got with 8 Prime Esports?
3: <clears throat> so uh, we started, it's funny, I, I just saw that with was a little post that tells you what you did this time last year. This time last year, we actually, I was on my Twitch stream announcing that we just started 8 Prime. So we're officially one year today, uh, interestingly enough, from when I first announced wow. it. Um, the idea was that I wanted to put together an Esports team That's also an apparel brand that, uh, you know, it's funny because all these things now, if you know anything about like a a team called 100 Thieves and all that, these are becoming the norm. But they were just getting started when I was starting. So it's very interesting that they're all becoming the thing now. But I wanted to have a team that wasn't just the same things. And that's something you'll notice a lot about even what I do is like if I start seeing everybody doing the same kind of stuff, I try to do something a little different. Um, so I made sure that when we did, uh, our, my players, when I was approaching them, I actually was trying to make sure I was approaching with a lot of diversity because all I kept seeing was a lot of, you know, Caucasian young men that were being, who are on the teams. So I wanted to reach out to, uh, things that were past that. I, you know, I really, really wanted a woman on the team, but I just couldn't, sol- I couldn't get my hands on one that really wanted to play competitively. Um, but, uh, when I was presenting the team, I was making sure that my designs and my, my space all felt fresh and new. Uh, you know, I didn't, I took the arms crossed photos where like someone's like, I play for this team and their arms crossed. I took those, but I didn't like them. So I hired a fashion photographer to go out and shoot my team, my apparel in a way that she would. Um, and a lot of people have really appreciated, uh, the way that we've displayed the team. Now on the competitive side, I started with uh or Florida in general is a great fighting game state. Uh Super Smash Brothers in general is huge in this area. Um so I made sure I, you know, picked up a Super Smash Brothers player. We had a young man named he went by Goblin. We had him name. until recently. Uh he he is and he he's just a he's he's a really like uh intimidating looking guy and that's why I wanted him. Most people weren't picking him up because he wasn't I don't think because he wasn't uh he didn't have the atypical look, but that's what I liked about him and he was very, he's very intimidating. He's probably one of the best players of Roy in the world. Um, And when we uh, picked him up, you know, then it was like, okay, what do I, what other games do I really, really like? Um, So I went, I love Dragon Ball in general. So I made sure I went after a Dragon Ball fighters, uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, player, because I love the game, love the way it looks. And I happen to know uh, this young guy named Chris Jackson, who goes by Jackson with J-A-X-I-N. And he had a great mm-hmm. look. He's a great dude, really respected in the community, really well-spoken, real, just a great guy altogether. Uh, and I, I kind of was watching him for a few months before I picked him up and signed him up. And then I also signed a Tekken player early. So my first initial foray was just fighting game players, uh, because that's what's big in the area. It's easier to manage single players versus like a whole team of the bigger games, you know? Uh, so that's what we went out with uh, in June. We um, started with CEO. That's the first major event. We came out as a team um, and it's just been going from there. You know, I've uh, added players, added a gears of war team uh, just recently, but they've been uh, having a little bit of problems. So we're probably going to have to divert uh, what they're going to be doing. Um, but it's all in the, you know, my, my thing was, is that I was going to build a team the way that I wanted to build it. I wasn't going to do it, uh, in a way that was just like everybody, it kind of comes a, a cash grab at some point. There's a lot of people who just want to get into the space because there's money there. Um, and I really love it because it encompasses everything I love. It's content. It's, it's video, it's games, it's competition, it's sports. Like it's all the things that I love in one spot. So uh, I, I was like, I, I really want to make a team. And that's where I came from.
0: Nice. So you handle a lot of the marketing, you handle basically everything.
3: Everything.
0: Is there like, is there like training regimens or you just kind of assume that these people are good to go?
3: For the players. So what I do is I actually anybody that I'm actively picking up, I'll tend to watch way before I'll ever first. I'll start watching them before they know I'm watching them. Then I'll reach out and be like, hey, I'm interested in this. Uh, I start to really kind of get to know them. My big thing is more who they are sometimes than how good they are. Uh and so if a player a player can be dope at a game but if he's an asshole i don't care i don't care at all um uh, i'm big on that i, I you know if it, and that's you know that's a thing i i hate even for most of the funny games now is a lot of guys just like to be assholes now i like a good like like a competition like old raiders like you know badasses who come in and everybody's like oh like that's one thing but if you're just openly being a young little little dick i'm like i don't want anything to do with that you know what i mean if you're you know if you have uh, uh what's the word you uh, have you voice your opinion in a negative way that isn't uh in a manner that i think is you know becoming of a player that i want on my team i don't care how good you are i'll get rid of you or i won't even look at you um professionalism is a big thing for me i i take it very seriously who i bring on there's a lot of people especially for the smaller teams like me who will just sign anybody they'll sign anybody who wants to be a part of them they'll put on people that are streamers just because they want to be on a team i could have more people but i don't want to because i want to make sure i'm bringing on people who want to wear the a prime to be a part of a prime they're going to put in to the space as much as I'm going to put into them. I look for that for everybody. Uh, have you seen? I want to
2: play Rocket League.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a terrible personality and you're an asshole. <laughs> you
2: shut your poor mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there you he, go, he does right quite there. a bit of, uh, of the Rocket League game.
3: So you know, it's funny. I played soccer since I was a young, young kid, and I for some reason I've never played Rocket League. I don't, I don't. I feel like I would, I would at least have an understanding of the mechanics of Rocket League, but that's the one game I don't play.
2: I, I. It's currently my favorite game. I love, I love the that's game. Awesome. And I played soccer growing up. Also, I mean, I played yeah. soccer
3: for 13 years. I feel like you have the general knowledge for the game. That's why I figured that's why I should like it. I just never played it. Yeah,
2: it, my my mechanics are not the best. I mean, I feel like I feel like my <laughs> rotation. I'm like I understand the rotation. I understand rotation and I'm usually in the right spot. I don't necessarily always pull off the shot or pull off whatever, but I occasionally do some really good stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. not all that often.
3: (laughs) But you enjoy it. though. That's all it really matters. Yeah. yeah. That's the part with all this is too. You have to still, there's a lot of guys now that grind the game because they're decent at it, but it's like, look, if you're not liking the game anymore, you just got to drop it. You got to move on. Like there's no reason to stay competitive in a game. You don't like anymore. That's it. Exactly.
1: I've got to, and I've been meaning to, just over the, you know, since this kind of isolation began, I have got to to grab tech. And again, that's all I did when I was in high school. Good luck,
3: uh, man. I'm a tech fan as well. And I've been playing and I try to play online. First of all, the netcode sucks online. But like these kids now are just so good. Like playing online is just it will break your heart. These kids are just stupid. Oh, and And you know, you'll have yeah. some
2: 11 year old talking about having sex with your mother.
3: <laughs> some 11 That's year old trash talking I, you had
2: I sex with your mom last night you i will suck. say this though
3: me and my brother were talking about this playing call of duty the other day was the call of duty lobbies now even though people like all that they don't compare to how they used to be about four or five years ago like they've definitely tamed down i guess it's because we've understood how to use the mute button now but like four or five years ago like the original modern warfare Modern from two lobbies like they were some of the things that used what? to get yeah the things you used to get said in there were like Hands down, worse than anything gets said now. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can't do PvP. It just <laughs> I get angry as it is, man. I think the last yep. time I played my uh, Super uh, Street Fighter Two on my on my Super Nintendo, I threw the controller through the game. It was sitting because I got mad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh and man, it, Joe Montana football. Oh man, need Sega controller. Yeah, man. Ooh! If I didn't win by like ninety, hundred points, that uh,
3: thing was going. Yeah, that was a rough game. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right now, I'm uh, I'm just kind of going back through some some single player stuff. Uh, I, I've been real into and for a very long time into um, horror and horror games, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, working back through Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Oh wow!
3: Okay. I hear
1: hearing that uh there will be a new one coming out soon it's very exciting mm-hmm. so doom some soma wow. um outlast just scaring yeah. myself um,
3: it's fun, though. It's an experience. Like sometimes that's what games need to be. You know, what I mean, it's like, again, like he was saying, like, you don't want to play a game where you're 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 going out and shooting, getting killed every 10 seconds, getting pissed when you could just be like, I'm in this world. I'm in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to even if it scares me, and I get scared half to death. You're going to enjoy that moment. That's what the game should be for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so Jimmy mentioned uh, isolation. So I, just in the world of esports, I was I've been really wondering about this because. A lot of people are understanding streaming now and cameras mm-hmm. and online mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And is there, a, and a lot of people have a lot of free time on their hands. Is there, do you yeah. see an uptick? Do you see any changes just between esports or people able to still have
3: tournaments? Is so the big issue that a lot of people have you when it comes to esports is that there is two different things. There is gaming and there is esports. Mm-hmm. They're completely different. Um, a lot of the numbers get conflated and mashed together to make these giant numbers that you see. Um, so yes, uh, is gaming going up? Of course, gaming is going up because no one's got anything better to do. Is streaming going up for sure? Esports, on the other hand, it's going up, but we're it's it's becoming the thing where now a lot of those networks and all of them are like, well, what can we show? Well, we can do a a NASCAR thing for for instance, you know, like we can put that. Well, yeah, of course you could do that, but most people are going to hate on it. Here's the thing: the moment NASCAR can come back, that's gone. That's just going to disappear, in my opinion. Um. But the other esports things, like, you know, people are doing online competitions, all that. It's not the same. Uh, everybody who plays, like, if you were to do Call of Duty competitively, the number one thing you don't want to do is compete online. It's not, it's not the kind of real litmus test for who's the better player. You know, a land-based competition is who you do, how you find who the real good players are. Um, and that's like that with a lot of these games. So. You know, people are putting on tournaments and competitions. The Call of Duty leagues doing the best they can to stay afloat during all this. But it's not it's not as great as everybody's like, oh, man, these things are doing great. The only reason also the numbers are so high is because no one's got anything else to watch either. You know, they were boasting that Call of Duty Warzone had 30 million people playing it. and I was like, yeah, you're in the middle of a pandemic where there's nobody else. They're all it's a free game that everybody can play on their PlayStation. Of course, it's going to go up 15 million people in a day or two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
2: And, um, and on top of that, the the latency issues have been absolutely horrendous. Like I'm experiencing terrible. so much lag just trying yeah, to play games so online.
3: Yeah. And there's some games that already have, uh, you know, there is a, a competitive like Smash Brothers scene. They those guys already hated playing online. And now they're being forced to play online and they hate it even more. So it, it's there. There's, there's levels to esports. There's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are still big, bigger esports than even I'm a part of that are going to figure some stuff out and do decent, you know, but it's not like this, like everything's amazing now because people are at home and watching esports. Because if you, that was the case, then there'd be more networks showing more stuff that's on Twitch than there is right now. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, if everybody's talking about like, Oh man, all these things are happening. Then why aren't more people showing it? If everybody's all like esports is on the rise. I'd, One or two networks are showing some stuff and everybody else is just watching people play the game because they like watching gaming on Twitch or anything like that. You know what I mean? So it's not the same thing. I'm a realist. I keep it very, very 100 about like the eSports side of it. But there are a lot of people out now that are conflating numbers and making everything sound like the best thing in the world right now. And it really is. They're suffering. eSports itself is suffering just like everybody else. It's on ESPN now, right? It's, they're, I think last time they were, uh, they're, they're dedicating blocks to old, like ESL games, which are some of the biggest games in the world. You know, like they're the ones that are, you know, millions of people are watching, you know, this, they fill stadiums. Like that's the stuff they're kind of re-showing. They're now, you know, obviously showing the NASCAR stuff. The 2K league, which is actually the NBA game, uh, has always done a good job of staying relevant and staying, um, important in esports and gaming, they're doing some cool stuff too. So hopefully they keep their league going. Um But again, like there's so much more to esports than this. Mm-hmm. And uh, what people are noticing, it's hard for people to be like, oh, look how cool this is when you're just watching the game online. Now, if I show you an event where there's a 100,000 people sitting in a stadium playing, watching people play that game, you're going to be like, oh, this is crazy. But if I show you an event where you're just watching the game on television, it's not the same and it's not going to have the same effect for everybody. Yeah.
2: And Greg has said repeatedly on this show that he does not understand esports and
0: he thinks they're stupid. I never said they're stupid. I said I don't understand them.
3: (laughs) No, and it's it's a it's a common thing. Yeah, no, it's a common thing. The 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 thing you the argument you always hear from somebody who would normally be me is, you know, well if you like football, you're not playing football, you're watching somebody else play football, Mm -hmm. right? Right. That's usually the argument you hear. My thing is you have to understand my, it's just like any sport in general. You have to understand what, what makes that thing cool. You know, like right now I am not a huge like golf fan, but people love watching golf. People love it. I am, I'll admit it. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I don't understand why people like baseball, but it's the sport that people love to watch because they understand it. They love the game games in general right now. It's esports in general. It's the same thing. You have to understand what makes. League of Legends so intense for you to watch it and go oh shit that was a dope play you have to understand what makes Overwatch so intense to watch it and be like damn that was really really sick I mean shit you can barely tell now because so much shit happens that you can't tell what the hell's happening and, you, and know I mean?
2: you have I mean, same thing with like StarCraft if you've ever watched yeah. any professional tournaments yeah. of StarCraft I've seen some stuff in that that I'm like holy crap yeah. this guy yeah. is good
3: yeah but you, know? you but you know it exactly. you understand it exactly yeah. Yeah. What, what what gaming is or esports in general is doing a terrible job at is explaining to the layman person what's happening you know the shoutcasters are are the lifeblood of games right now they're doing the best job of keeping you engaged to try to tell you what's going on and i was gonna but say the that. average I mean, person the announcers yeah, the are shoutcasters, amazing they are the, if, i mean literally esports would not be a thing as much as it is if shoutcasters weren't literally helping you have an understanding of what the hell you're watching. <clears throat> But we're still, esports is still doing a very bad job explaining to the layman person what they're watching and who they're watching. The thing that I always equate that esports needs right now. I don't know if anybody here is a fan of MMA or the UFC, but that was almost the exact same outlier. And what, what it took for the average person to start really paying attention to UFC or MMA was the Ultimate Fighter show. It was a mm-hmm. show where you got to see the average person who was in this. You had to learn who they were and you got to appreciate it because you were seeing the actual what it took to become that person we don't have that right now for esports we just have a bunch of people touting uh touting numbers and, and and money instead of being like look this is what these kids go through this is this you know the the stories aren't there the the idea of how why this game is even important like you said because somebody watches a league of legends game on tv they just see the game they just see the game up is there, league, like, oh, is league of legends the one bar. that's
0: like overhead kind of like three quarters yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a yeah. moba right
3: Yes. 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 And that's it's one of the biggest things in the world that, you know, CSGO, you know, these are these are games that are huge around the world, but they're huge around the world because the communities who love those games have also learned to appreciate them on a competitive level as well.
2: Right. But by the same token, that same argument can be applied to any sport. I mean, if you if you don't understand football and you're watching football, you know, if you don't understand the game, it's kind of irrelevant. You think it's stupid.
0: We're going to go back in time to what 11 year old Greg? how oh, that? CD seventy-seven to twelve-year-old, twelve and thirteen-year-old Greg, where a movie came out that blew my mind, despite my my hesitance to be into like the esports world. Uh, the Wizard was the Nintendo Entertainment System movie. It was also a year later they did the Nintendo World Championships, which I attended.
2: Oh, oh. did you? Oh,
0: wow! I did. <laughs> Wow, in Miami, they played it at, at twenty or thirty different cities and they went around and it was basically the because the wizard did relatively good, they did a little tournament that went around and I do have I have pictures of, from it, which I will probably try to find and post on our page. but there is me with a giant inflatable Mario tanuki suit balloon and then yeah, the, that's great. <laughs> and also, I was super excited to get a chance to play Mega Man three before it had come out and the Punisher Nintendo game before it came out. Wow. So I do have pictures of me doing those things. Um, Gemini man level for Mega Man, by the way. But anyway, (laughs) we are talking about the wizard, a uh, movie, which uh, Jimmy, you described it best in your notes.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the year was 1989, and Nintendo released the Game Boy, uh, where Tetris and Super Mario Land were uh, making Nintendo money hand over fist. Also, that year, the Power Glove came out, where this movie is just a really long Power Glove commercial. It's so bad. basically,
3: <laughs> I love that he says that. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> I love Power the Power Glove. The, showing all, the opening of the case for the Power Glove, and then the, it's the Power Glove. It's so bad. Like it just, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, roll credits at that point, right? Because it <laughs> truly is it's so bad. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> uh, the Atari Lynx
1: came out that year as did TurboGrafx-16 mm. and the Sega Genesis. Uh, not Sega's first into, foray into four A into consoles because the Master System was already out. Um, yeah. Uh, the Wizard is a really long commercial for Nintendo. And it is Rain Man for children. That's So on the surface, the way I remembered it, it was just a really fun movie about a kid who was – I'm going to say this, how I felt about it before watching it again. Uh, The kid was a little different. He he was a little weird. Um, You know, like I, I think maybe some of us were. Um, a little awkward, and he went on to play and win this video game championship,
0: yeah like a, a sports
1: movie in a way it, yeah
3: it, basically
1: yeah, yeah. but uh it, when you go back and watch it and as an adult it's uh it's quite a lot deeper than that, oh yeah, uh it deals with some very intense and very real um subjects. So uh the movie came out, Greg, December 15th, 1989, my mom's birthday,
0: actually, which I did not know, which no, means I, that my poor mother had to bring me to that movie because I did see it in the theater, probably brought me to that movie on her birthday. And I probably owe her an apology
1: <laughs> for so many yeah, things. directed
0: by Tom Holland.
1: Tom Holland. Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> not the same guy. but We'll just go with not that so <laughs> no. because uh, because Spider-Man uh, actually uh, is in this movie. Pod uh, starring Fred That's Savage, Bo Bridges, Jenny Lewis, Christian Slater, Luke Edwards. What what a cast! Yeah, Greg's mom apparently, according to Jimmy, yep. and yep. Tomi Maguire is in fact in this movie. Speaking of Spider Man, I'm not sure if you guys caught that.
3: No, I just, who is he? Is he
0: one of the kids? He is one of the bullies. When yeah, one of the bullies. When yeah, they come out. Like the only other group he could be in yeah. when they come out of the tournament in between the last two things. Then they're all standing on the stairs and they kind of call out. Uh Where the kid is to the the bounty hunter? Down there. Yeah, he's the kid. He's the little kid on the left with the mullet and the pink shirt. That is Toby Hall, mm-hmm. Toby McGuire's first movie. Wow. Yep. Wow. The tagline for the movie: "It's more than a game. It's the chance of a lifetime." Oh my god. Yep. Yep. It's so dramatic. So, so are we so going to do our initial thoughts here? You, you did. It. I mean, you I already told Rob. <sighs>
2: um. Watching this movie again, I completely forgot how cheesy this was. <laughs> because it was it was total cheese. Um just all of the dialogue and the interaction between Fred Savage and the girl. Um a lot of the lines were very very horrible. Um although I did enjoy several of them. I mean the um the uh the power glove. It's so bad, made me laugh. As well as the uh, the guy on the tour yelling,
3: sit down and have fun, damn it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you guys having fun?
2: <laughs> but, yeah, it's um... – and I was like, that guy's a total douchebag. Oh, I mean, uh, the, b- to the, stop- the bounty hunter? Yeah, trying to stop a father from rescuing his well, own to We're going to
0: talk extensively about the creepy bounty hunter guy, so, so yeah. sa- save those thoughts. But, yeah. uh, Justin, but what it- did you – Oh, sorry. I thought you were done.
2: It, no, no, it just it. It did. It did bring me back. It brought me back to when I was a kid, and all of this stuff was was fun. And you know, there were there were a couple of things I noticed this time around that I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> um, like the fact that he practiced for three days on arcade machines and then qualified on a gamepad. I was like, "Okay." I don't know that it actually works that way, but okay. <laughs> Well, we so, do have a,
0: a quick guest here. My The okay. seven year old reviewer Ethan actually watched the movie with me today, which was PG despite all of the swear words. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the wizard movie you watched today? Good. What did you like about it? Um,
1: that they went on an adventure.
0: They went on an adventure? <laughs> mm-hmm. And did what?
1: Um, went to California, <laughs>
0: played video games.
1: Yeah, played video game and went to California.
0: Cool. So that, that's what you have to say about The Wizard? Did you like it or didn't like it?
3: I loved it. Loved it? Mm-hmm.
0: Loved it. I'm trying harder, I guess. Okay, go to bed.
1: Peace out.
3: Peace, Peace out. out. <laughs>
1: I'm stuck on a wire. Well,
3: see, it's still, it's a kid's movie, and the kids like yeah. it, you
1: know? The in-depth review from our seven-year-old correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> Greg's face just said, I have never said peace yeah. out around I that. Never, <laughs> I've
0: never heard him say that before.
1: YouTube. Does he watch YouTube?
0: <laughs> Not really. Uh, he, watches, oh, okay. w- he watches one thing with, like, uh, the po- yeah. some Pokemon kid. Yep. But, yeah. But, yeah, if he ever says smash the button," the like button, I'm going to
3: disown him. <laughs> if you hear a "What's up, guys?" you know that he's been watching too many YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> now he, he watched it with me, nope. and I was. This is kind of in the era before like PG and PG thirteen had really like t- figured itself out. I think mm-hmm. because there was a lot of of swear words that, and they all happened in a very short period of time. And I was not. I was kind of in the kitchen getting dinner ready at that time, and my wife looked up me. She's like, "There's some language in this movie." I'm like, "I was unaware of that." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a different time then. I uh I I remember I remember I mean I was 4 when the movie came out and I still I remember uh seeing it and watching it again i had forgotten that they actually explained why the kid doesn't talk like i forgot that there is like you understand the trauma that he had i just remember him being a kid who was good at video games didn't speak that's like that's all i remembered from the movie last time i saw it so i was like oh there's an actual backstory to this kid Mm -hmm. i thought that was the whole thing he was this like mysterious little non-talking kid who made his way to the uh to the thing with fred savage and the girl somehow they survived a, a cross country this is what i was remembering um but yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's a, it's a movie, you know, it's, it's fun. It's that ending scene talking about like sports, we can get into it. When we, talk, when we talk about more, but like that ending scene, watching it back is like, man, people had no idea what the hell they were watching when that scene started. And they're just like, Oh, this is exciting. Not knowing that that has nothing to do with how the game was being played. And they're playing the game on like a controller as thick as this cup. Like they were mm-hmm. like, they were like, literally like, I'm like, I don't understand what they were trying to convey. I think somebody, I think they made the movie in post, like that ending scene. Like they figured it out in post because it doesn't make any sense when you watch it back now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but yeah, I just remember, I remember seeing it again and being like, uh, like watching it again. Like, oh, the, the kid had a backstory. That was the thing I did not remember. I also, this is a tangent, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, but you remember the the cartoon Cinderella?
0: Yeah, like the original. Yeah, you
3: know, they had the little, you yeah, know, they're the little mice. mm-hmm. 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 When I was a kid, I swore to God that those mice spoke English. But when you watch it, they don't say any actual words to the whole movie besides the song. And when I watched it back, I was like, I, when I was a kid, I swore to God those mice were saying actual words. <laughs> and this was that same moment when they when they revealed the kid's backstory. I was like, I thought the whole thing was he was this mysterious little non-talking kid. And they were just getting him to uh, the thing because they saw him play Double Dragon one time. So, yeah. yeah, he
2: was he was like some kind of autistic savant or savant.
3: <laughs> yeah, I that was the whole thing. He's,
2: he's not he's just traumatized. He's not yeah. actually he doesn't. Well, I mean, maybe he does, but, you know, he kind of. He clears it up at the end and it's yeah. like, Oh,
3: okay, now he's fine. <laughs> yeah, like touching on the Rayman thing. I thought that was like the whole I what I remember was I thought that's why they wanted to get him there was so they could win the tournament money. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I didn't remember there was like this whole deep thing with her being like from a trailer and stuff like I thought it was they found this kid and they were like, We should get him to this tournament yep. so we can win money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought so too. I,
1: I remember when the girl who I was uh I'm a year older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, I was, I was five and I had a huge crush on the redhead. Yeah. Um, but I, I, did remember when I was watching it, she's like, oh, my dad, he just sent me here to do this. And we got a big house and I got a ton of friends. I, I remember watching it this time and being like, wait a Oh, wait a second. She's uh, lying. Uh,
2: <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. So yeah. He actually turned off and the movie I,
1: right at that point.
0: He never saw the rest of it. He was just that mad. He was like, liar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you, I, I was just like, he's just this quiet kid who hold and then I'm like, oh, shit, like, well, of course, I didn't understand that when I was five.
3: Yeah, it's a heavy stuff. You just don't think about when you're younger. It's the thing that they can fly right over your head, you know? Yeah. He was just like watching Animania. If yeah. you go back now, you're like, whoa, yeah, that is so true. Like, got away yeah. with that? Yeah. Or it's Red right yeah. and Stimpy. You're like, what? I watched this as a kid. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, so my, I mean, my initial thoughts, like, I, I, again, I saw it in the theater, but I always had a really big problem with movies where the parents were not like there, and the kids mm-hmm. were like off, like doing horribly dangerous thing so like it took me over treatment it was a really yeah like goonies was really hard for me as a kid and never ending story and all that and i don't know why it was just kind of like like even like people say like the reoccurring nightmare was x or y or z or whatever Mm -hmm. my reoccurring nightmare was always long periods of time where my parents didn't know where i was and i was out doing stuff and like watching this again gave me that feeling because i was like are all the adults
1: in this movie complete idiots (laughs) <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, what, you know what my recurring nightmare was. Sorry to cut you off. It was sleeping on the couch and somebody stabbing me. <laughs> and I told my dad about it, and he said, "You know, son, if you have a dream three times, it'll happen." <laughs> 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 parenting <laughs> never that couch sense. So speaking of terrible,
0: terrible parenting. Now, like, like I was watching this, and I'm like, if I. The parents were so bad and the adults were so inept in this. It was insane. And the fact, but the fact that like they lived in a world where people randomly would show up in the same places on a cross country trip, like they would all end up at the same diner at the same whatever and like run into each other randomly, (laughs) that it was like, okay, maybe in this world, adults can be completely inept and still run into each other. Like they were able well, to find each other in a in an amusement park, and I can't even do that if I while I'm texting with people. But
2: but to be fair, they <laughs> were all fair. following the same trail. So they would very likely end up at the same locations if they got the same clues. So it's it's not like they just randomly ended up at the same locations. I mean, they were both following the same trail, so it's highly possible that they would end up at the same place at the same time.
0: Well the diner was a coincidence. They were both seemed very surprised. To, to run into each other.
3: The all meeting at that diner is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most like, oh yeah, this random diner on the side of the road. Let's all stop here. Yeah, of course, course right? they weren't going like, across very...
0: the whole country, though they were just doing the. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It was, it was actually very interesting watching the movie with him because he was like, there's a lot of sand in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, and, he, and I'm like, well, they're, they filmed it here and I brought out a map and I showed him and whatever. And he was like, it's like, oh, so like this is where all the gold is, right? I'm like,
1: <laughs> yeah. No son this
0: Yes, yes, it's tattooing. <laughs> so yeah, there was definitely a lot of nostalgia in this. that I immediately perked up when I heard the theme song to Double Dragon. You mentioned that part mm-hmm. earlier when he's playing in the in the gas station, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that theme song, man, it's so good. <laughs> like just and but I thought it was so interesting that they again they lived in a world where everything related to a video game perked everyone's up. Like the guy behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Was like, was like watching the kid like, oh my God, he's really good at this. Like, it, how could you possibly tell if someone is good at Double Dragon?
3: I do Well, I think it was, I couldn't remember a score even being important to Double Dragon. Even Mario 3 for that point. Like, I remember like those games that had scores. And I was like, who paid attention to the score enough to be like, oh man, I got 6,000 points or 50,000 points at Double Dragon. You I know? paid like, enough
2: attention that when I saw it this time around, I was like, there is no effing way he got 50,000 <laughs> points in 40 seconds because he was playing <laughs> that game for like, 30 seconds. Yeah. 50,000 points. Hell no.
1: No. Yep. And you hear when they, when they bolt, when the cop comes in and they run down into the basement or whatever, you hear as the girls coming down, you hear Fred Savage asking Jimmy, he's like, How, wait, how'd you do that? And I was like, he didn't. No. <laughs>
3: Got so that what we learned point. is the kid is a hacker. That's <laughs> yeah. what we've learned. <laughs> He's Damn running around why? with a game genie that no one knew <laughs> yeah. he had. He's a hacker. He's not a wizard. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> and, of course, seeing Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden was my game. I love that game.
3: What is it? It's, or wait. Say, what's the guy that signs him up? He goes, it's Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. <laughs> he like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> hi. And
1: they say, dude, they're like, oh, Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> he knows that one. <laughs> Nobody said that
0: you could. Oh, you can definitely tell adults wrote this movie like older
1: oh, adults. For
3: sure. They gave him a list of things that needed to be in the movie. And somebody was just like, all right, plug Check. that over there. Yeah. yeah plug that Check. over there. Plug that over there. That,
1: that they had Shakira Miyamoto over there without a translator.
3: We got this thing called a power glove, but it's not important to the movie. How do you fit it in? I
1: got it. <laughs> <laughs> random, got it. random Western kid.
0: Yeah. That, that dude that actually signed them in. He's actually been in a ton of stuff. He's yeah. uh, he's Pintel in the uh, in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies.
3: Yeah, he's the the I, mean, I love this show, so I'm not ashamed to say it. But um, in Once Upon a Time, he plays uh, uh Dopey or not Dopey one of uh, the dwarves. He plays one of the dwarves. he, yeah. the dwarves yeah. Yeah. The uh, he show, was
0: yeah. was he grumpy?
3: Grumpy, yeah. That's yeah. what he plays. Yeah, yep. but They have multiple things. That's why I love about that show. Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's great. I love that guy.
0: So, but yeah, so they had all the this. The product placement was was overwhelming probably back then i didn't catch it and it was like one of those things
2: yeah (laughs) one of one of the first comments i wrote down was hostess cakes helping children run away since
0: 1980
2: yep i was like i I don't know that they would have been happy with that product placement let's just jump in this hostess
1: truck
3: i (laughs) mean this is this is early into the 90s so this is where product placement must have really started like getting heavy you know what i mean like (laughs)
0: So. Yeah, I absolutely – Yeah, normally I'm like, oh, product placement, screw them. and But this time mm-hmm. I got done with that, and I was like, you know, I wish I wasn't stuck in my house because I could kill for one of those hostess cupcakes right now the little <laughs> with the little squiggly mm-hmm. thing at the top. Like, yep. mm-hmm. like I would actually hurt someone for one. <laughs> um, So, so yeah. So, of course, just for you guys out there that maybe not have watched this movie randomly, which is kind of hard to find. It's, it is it available is cool. on YouTube, but it's got kind of a weird thing going on with it. I watched that version with the like weird cut out out of the side. But so yeah. basically it's three kids. They're going across the country because one of the kids is about to be put in a mental institution because he, as we talked about earlier, isn't talking. He was. He was in a mental institution. <laughs> they break him he out. He was
3: in it. Yeah. 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 And he broke him out of there really easily. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: One of the kids. He just
2: is- <laughs> kind of wandered in and went into like every room and he's like, oh, hey, Jimmy, come on, let's go. <laughs> and they just kind of walk out. I'm like.
0: Yeah, one of the kids okay. is Fred Savage, of course, Yes. and they uh, they do this cross-country trip, and the the one kid is super traumatized, and it turns out that he just – really, he only says California
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for most of the movie until he actually says hi to a girl. They meet up with a girl along the way, and either way, they're trying to get this, this Nintendo thing. I he talks th- to a trucker named
2: Spanky. So I, think the first, I think the first thing he said was, I don't want to quit.
0: Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was true. Because they were
2: shocked that he spoke.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he said, "Then he said hi" in the back of a of a truck, which is the first time I saw it. He said Jennifer as well, <laughs> but anyway. now, of course, because this is a movie from the late eighties, early nineties, there is the adults acting like idiots, and, tr- and we have the the divorced family who is the down on his luck father trying to get to. The kid with the oldest brother, who's Christian Slayer. and of course we've got the mother who has moved on with, to uh, a relationship with a guy from uh, Mashable Boone's Christmas Vacation, is where I know him <laughs> from. And she hires a child bounty hunter who is the most disgusting character in most in any movie I've ever seen. I think
3: I always think it's Bobcat Goldthwait, and then I watch it again. and I'm like, oh, it wasn't <laughs> Bobcat, <laughs> but he looks just like him.
0: Reminds he reminds me does. of Mr. Noodles.
3: That's so funny. Everyone.
0: It has a different thing. I, I said he, he looked like George Costanza.
1: <laughs> to me, he looks like Mike Judge uh, when he was the boss in Office yeah, Space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, um, Was yeah. it like shenanigans yeah. or whatever? Yeah, it's basically a hybrid of all four of what we just said. Yeah. yeah.
0: And not only – so he just wants to get paid. He's like, I don't get paid if I don't get this kid. So what he's doing is he's actually trying to hinder the kid's actual father from getting it in increasingly dangerous plots. And basically (laughs) uh, his life gets worse as it goes because his car gets destroyed and so on and so forth. But, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, this dude is just – is one of the worst villains ever. Like – I just wanted bad things to happen to him. It was, and then like, all these- use other-
3: the child molestation. <laughs> <laughs> to you need. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> and he got off pretty quickly too, which is even more <laughs> creepy. Yeah.
1: They,
3: they gave him a black eye. Yeah. yeah well, from the, from the, you well, know, no, he gets truckers. out that first. Yeah. The, the truckers actually the ones that actually do something to him. The police are like, Oh, you didn't do it. We believe you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right.
1: And then seven Eleven's <laughs> like, here. We're going to answer this guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, every, everything's legal in Reno, so they just let him go.
1: <laughs> this
0: guy's after the kids, and he approaches every person. He's like, "I need some kids." What, what did I, I wrote down exactly what he's saying? He was saying it's like, "I'm trying to find some kids." It's like, "Uh, that's really, yeah." Hey, sweetheart, I'm looking for some kids. Maybe not the best thing to to say to a cocktail.
3: Wait- well, in the '80s, that was okay. Yeah, Whenever he he has that, uh the um the waitress. He shows the photo to or whatever. And then he turns right around and grabs Fred Savage. He's like, "Show me where your brother is. I'm trying to make some money." <laughs> and the waitress just goes, "Oh yeah, that kid you just, even though you're yelling at this other kid, your the other kid's, kids in the in arcade. arcade, go ahead and get yep. him. I was like, "What?" Yeah.
1: In that that same scene, I I really wish that uh that old man in the speedo, what was up with that? Actually, I he turned to the guy. Oh man, and he was like, "I'm trying to find some kids." And the old man like turned to him and I thought he was going to be like, yeah, me too. Okay. And then he just turns back and he's like, yeah, I'd like a Pepsi, like that's fucking normal or something. It was weird. one of so many levels because of that,
3: you Nope. Know, what I want to believe said, somebody who's, you know, shoots to see, like, I want to believe that that guy was just hanging out somewhere near this scene. And the director was like, give me that old dude, dude. in the blue speedo, get in this scene right now. <laughs> I, I need or, you even better. Is that that guy is a money guy. And he was like, look, I just want to be in a scene in the movie. I'll put, you know, a hundred grand towards this movie. Just put me in a scene. And he shows up wearing <laughs> yeah. loose, And he's like, this is my scene. This is the one I want to be in. Because that happens like, as well. Um, I'm going to get all. But I really want to hope that the director just saw this guy on the boardwalk somewhere. I was like, that guy. Yeah, we need him, him over and put him right there. Sign this form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like,
0: it was weird for many levels. One, because he reacts to the scene, which usually usually yep. don't see with extras. Two. Yep. He ends up. The, you hear his next line, even though he's not. The camera's not on him. And I was like, "Is this? I don't remember that guy. Does he have like a bigger part in the movie?" And then it just cuts away, and I'm like, <laughs> and "I cracked up." And my kid's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Old guy in a bathing suit." I
3: just, yeah, just move, it move is, along. It is something, and it's yeah. so bright blue. It's like, what else are you gonna look at it back Like there? neon. Like, blue. Yeah, it's mean, like, look it at is, me. Yeah,
2: there is, there is no, <laughs> no subtlety. Yeah, I was like. Because when I saw the scene, I was like, damn. <laughs> like,
0: like octogenarian in a Speedo.
3: Yeah. I was like, you go, guy. Yeah. What? Just confident, you know? Yep. Mm. yep.
0: <laughs> Working
3: that Speedo. You would think it's Florida, but no, it's California. Yeah. So, so
0: we, yeah. we did talk about it. Let's Let's get right at it. Now, the... The, yeah, the the girl who basically as the bounty hunter is about to catch one of the kids, the girl, uh, Haley, screams out, he touched my breast, which hearing it once is like shocking, especially now. But then it, it becomes like a plot point for several more times.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, mm.
0: And I think it might have been funny yeah. back in the day, but it was totally not now.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even when he's and I'm gonna go ahead and say it because mm-hmm. it's part of it yeah. where he's like,
3: she doesn't even have breasts. Yeah. I'm like, creepy. Like, ah. Yeah, it's they got away with different things back then though, dude. I got to think about yeah. you were three ninjas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the beginning of Three Ninjas. They do the top of Old Smoky. But they, they go, top of Old Smoky, covered in blood. I shot my poor teacher with a forty-four slug. That's the first five minutes of that movie as three kids wow. saying they shot their teacher in the head with a gun. Like things were much different back then. <laughs> yep.
0: yeah. uh, it's true, man. That yeah. so like that whole sequence was uh, was very cringy, and then we ha- I we have to talk about Lucas. So Lucas is the the cool yeah. kid, the cool kid, in one of the towns who, of course, inevitably ends up at the tournament too. And he's cool because no one can beat him, and he knows all. Oh, how many games was it? Ninety two or something like that.
1: Ninety seven of them, like
0: which inexplicably he keeps in a carrying case. Also gives the kid the name the wizard somehow,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and has the power glove. She
3: says it. I thought she goes. She? He's a wizard. Yeah, she goes. Oh, he's maybe. a wizard.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. A couple things. One, the actor that plays him. Do do we know where he is now?
3: He's a registered sex offender. Yes, he is. (laughs) (laughs) really? Yeah.
0: 2004, got 10 years in prison for molestation. Came out, figured out. That He was, in fact, part of a meme because of the Power Glove is so bad thing and tried to start a Twitter account, which was a bad plan.
3: Mm, it's stupid. Yeah.
0: When you have, you know, that much in your history. So he very quickly had to delete said plan. But it definitely takes the shine off of him being the cool kid when you find out what he ended up becoming.
3: Yeah, it makes you not. You're like, do I want to post this? Do I not want to? I don't know. But I mean, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh but I just—I still think it's so funny that all almost every single person in this movie judged who they were as a person by how good they were at video games. Like even the two business guys. <laughs> I have never seen a dude in a shirt and tie play a video game at an arcade right, and at-
3: argue with a kid about him being. <laughs> better. Yeah, not at an arcade like that. Not yeah. not a
0: stand up arcade. Yeah, never. Right once.
3: No, I didn't play in arcades at that air in that age, but I mean I just so I assume maybe there were some business guys who liked arcades too. No. You have to assume, no, they all, but not in the way they were doing it in the movie, you know what I mean?
0: No, they all everyone in the arcades looked basically just like regular kids or like yeah. the three like punk kids that went back to get their money. Like that's a cool great.
3: quarters guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. little quarter belt. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I wash up for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: He was too cool. He let you know. <laughs>
2: So good. We've we, we've kind of gotten past the part. I just want to point out the coolest thing in this entire movie.
3: What was
0: that?
2: Christian, what was the coolest thing in this entire movie?
3: Uh, f- two farmers fighting over one hundred dollars. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
2: for me, each, one that of those, was each one of those Wait. pigs
3: was worth more than one hundred dollars, but they were like one hundred dollars.
0: Wait for for you, Rob. The fact that there was a redhead. No, no. OK, well,
2: I was watching this movie and it was only on the screen for a second. It was while they were going across country, and I st- I was like, "Holy shit, that Black Widow bug is awesome!" I didn't the the black beetle that was on the stilts that was like a spider. Oh yeah, at the, I was oh. like, "Oh, that's badass! I yeah. love that thing."
0: I've seen I've actually seen that on many a Reddit post. Actually, the thing I thought was the coolest thing in this movie is this inexplicably is the second movie that I have picked starring Christian Slater as someone's brother, mm-hmm. the, the first one being a uh, uh, Le- legend of Billy Jean. Okay. And also the second movie I picked that involved a montage to send me an angel, which apparently oh. is my thing because I, send because me <laughs> an angel. so I would have to say that even though the video game playing montage of send me an angel was good, it's still not as good as the BMX dance racing of rad.
1: That's I dope. shazammed it because I forgot. And I was like, this isn't the Scorpions? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> it's r- Quiet Riot? Like, no, uh, it was two eighties to sound like Quiet Riot. <laughs> it was real life. Yeah.
0: I love that uh, that song. I'm not sure if I know anything else by them, but that particular song. <laughs> I like more than I apparently thought since I've now picked two movies within the past couple months about.
3: They did uh, something. They stuck in there. They're, yeah, uh, yeah, they're locked in yeah,
0: there. Yeah, pretty much. And then, so let's let's talk about the tournament. Oh, God. You... <laughs> realistic not realistic here's
3: it's it's terrible. Well, here's actually to be fair that setup is pretty sick like even today if you did that setup with an actual re- people would dig that you know what i mean there's nothing really wrong with the setup the problem is when you again I, I try to picture if i saw it the first time there's shit that you wouldn't even know like you would know that that's not how you can compete in mario 3 because it wasn't out yet you know but like there's even like weird things like how the hell did they know how to play the game from the crowd that's With what Mario I, I was like, wasn't out yet? yet they're like the warp and the the she yep. says go for the star and like you've never played this game before how the hell do you know anything about this you know no one's played this game and then even further the kids are doing things that they would have no idea how to play that game when he goes up to the warp pipe there's no way the first time you played this game you're like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get in this flying suit i'm gonna fly up around this thing to see what i can find you know what i mean like it's just and the scoring system makes zero sense, and it changes. And what's funny is that he'll say like World One and World Two, but if you look down the bottom left corner, it constantly says World One through all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they go from their own weird scoring system with the little knights running, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere through the edit, it changes from that score to the score that's actually on the Mario Brothers screen. That's with the girl woman's voice. She's like five thousand and ninety eight. Like that's the score inside, but it's not the score. It's just a weird. The whole thing. This is what makes me think they figured it out and- in post.
2: And every time that they showed the countdown clock, oh,
3: there's nothing nobody, in the background. Nobody
2: yeah. was playing Yeah, because the countdown clock, you can see underneath the countdown clock. You can see the platform where they're all supposed to be standing. Nobody is there at any of the consoles. Playing. Also,
3: the two screens don't match the screen that they have in front of them and the screen that's up top are on they're two different so it's terrible either lag yeah terrible so it's, lag. it was either terrible lag or the thing i was actually uh, thinking was is that there are two different things i i'm trying to think like back in the day 80s you know trying to do you know video inputs they're probably a video playing to that screen in that box and there's probably a different video playing on the thing up top and they're mm-hmm. just reacting to the one up top you know what I mean like I don't think they were clever enough to have multiple inputs to two different things that far away from each other for a movie of this caliber you know what I mean they
0: definitely record pre-recorded all the video yeah. game, like.
3: well, that's the thing too is I feel like they pre-recorded maybe two or three levels of Mario and then just tried to do what they could to intercut them as best they could because at one point like, in time yeah. they go all the way back to level one for a, just a short the girl the random piggy stockings girl yeah. she just randomly goes back to level one for like two seconds and then she's back up at level three you know and the fact that he says worlds and not level it's uh, so
0: uh, her name is and, M- Moira Grissom and I feel bad yeah, for her because she is such a new
3: <laughs> she's just like
0: like she's beautiful and then the dude grabs her pigtails and really looks like she's grabbing creepy. her
3: chest. oh god the creepy dude he was like Moira something something like it reaches so around creepy. right in yeah. front of her chest grabs her pigtails that dude's and voice, it, though, that is a voice you never forget. When, I, when started, he soon no. started talking, I was like, oh, God, this guy's voice. I remember this. <laughs>
0: yeah. or You're
1: like, no, yeah, that, that fits. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, I thought this was the first time I ever saw Mario 3. And I thought I, I remember being psyched about it. But apparently Mario 3 actually came out a year before because the movie got delayed or something. Or it came out earlier. or something. Really? I looked it up. It came out. Oh, wow. Mario 3 actually came out about a year before uh, hmm. October. So it wasn't entirely the year. So it was like October and then this movie came out in July or December.
3: So Fred Savage played the character, played the game in between. That way he could tell the guy what it was. Yeah, like, yeah. But, well, I mean, in
0: the in the movie, they say that no one's played it yet. But yeah, I guess there was something with timing in the marketing department <laughs> or something. So because I, I had to look it up because we all like just like you had to apologize for the Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman thing. We have a couple of people that listen that will call me out and only me, by the way. <laughs> Uh, if there's a mistake. so I had,
3: It's good, though, because you want people to to keep you honest. You know what I mean? Because if you yourself knew you made the mistake, you'd be like, oh, shit, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah,
0: because so. I definitely remember being super excited because I, I bought a terrible video game magazine to see what Mario 3 looked like. because That was a big deal when a new Mario game came out. I feel like I am annoying your dog because your dog keeps on walking into your office watching you oh huckleberry
3: no he's he he if if my girlfriend moves he probably thinks she's getting some sort of food so he's Uh, going out there to investigate and if he doesn't he'll come right back gotcha oh there she is hello there she is hold on (laughs) hello hello (laughs) they're talking about huckleberry coming in and out oh yeah yeah i was
1: moving around so <laughs>
3: as soon as you heard rappers he went out there thinking that's hazel she'll just stay by me It doesn't matter anyway continue sorry
0: sorry, sorry. so no i was just saying, like i don't remember what i was saying now because the dog is adorable <laughs> um but yeah it was just what well, it was uh anyway let's continue huge
1: deal when mario yeah, came yeah out.
0: i just remember being a huge deal when I, when a mario game came out yeah especially because mario one was so different from mario two and you really didn't know yeah. what was going on in japan
3: yeah. Yeah. Mario 2. Even now it's like even it's like playing the um, second legend of Zelda. You're like, how do you just change what made the game great and go, we're going to go a different direction completely. You know, mm-hmm. be like, we're just going to do a completely different game. It's like, no, go back to the thing that worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, because when I got I still remember when I got Mario 3, I brought I was so excited that I that I got it, that I brought the booklet to fifth or sixth sixth grade. It had to be sixth grade. Um that year like into school so i could read the little booklet that came with it the directions because i was so excited to have it and i remember like all like all my friends were like oh my god
3: booklets and game uh nintendo powers and game informers that was that was the life yep you know you'd read a booklet over and over again just because like oh man this is the guy read the legend of zelda booklet more times than i know what to do with
0: mm-hmm. so the 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 movie culminates of course with the wizard winning by playing a a game that he never played before. There's a little bit of a a segue in between the last two rounds, of course, where they basically go on the Universal tour, (laughs) which is probably how they got to film in Universal for a lower budget by, you know, advertise how fun this tour is. You know, know, we can. Why don't you show the King Kong ride? That's fun. There's a little bit of that.
3: I hope they have something like that in the Nintendo land that comes to Orlando. I hope they remake that ride as like a thing because awesome. the uh, Nintendo land would be, uh, it'd be fun just to be like, I don't know, just a part of it or like at the wizard set or whatever. I think they should all be there, but I doubt it will, but it would be fun if it was. <laughs> that, I, did did anybody
2: else notice how they came out of the venue, went downstairs, got on a tram, drove around the tram and then ended up back on top of the venue. I'm like, <laughs>
3: no, <Yeah. I> <laughs> what the hell did that happen? Yeah, yeah, I did yep. not notice that. <laughs> you
0: know, they're up there like, how are we going to get them there? And they're like, wait, what's that? And Fred Savage looks down. And he's above them. It's like, I
3: know, never know.
0: So the the top of the venue is attached to the King Kong ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a little weird, but convenient because they didn't they needed to get him back there within fifteen minutes. Yeah, and of course he got to have his his grand reappearance as the the gates opened, and there he was, wizardy wizarding, whatever. <laughs> and then there was a part I don't think, at least I didn't remember, and I, you said you didn't remember, like the sad ending with the dinosaur park, and it was like, I was. No, I, I I didn't remember that and just you, know, you finally find out why he wanted to go to California. Yeah, I didn't remember any of that. Either. And the, the little no. kid what, what, I, I thought remember. it ended
3: after he won
0: I thought that was it. I thought that was yep. the end of the movie <laughs> Right? Should have been. <laughs> maybe all of our parents like played it for us and like, yeah, the sad part, let's just stop it now
3: Or as kids, we just, you know, you, you just wrap around the things that you remember. You know what I mean? I'm trying to There was another movie recently I watched too that was the same thing I watched I was like, I don't remember any of this Like um, my, my maybe, kid has
0: no idea about the beginning of Finding Nemo Cause we always, oh. just...
3: <laughs> that's no great. So yeah, no, but uh, as we get that's... adults, we don't want to remember the beginning of up or right. Uh, at least for me that when the star Trek reboot came out, that thing ripped my heart out of my chest in the first 20 minutes of that movie.
0: Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, so they, they go back to this dinosaur park and they, the kid wanted to go there because his twin sister had passed away and he had a picture of them as a happy family pre divorce, pre sister dying, pre all this stuff at this dinosaur park. And he wanted to bring it his, uh, lunchbox full of memories that back there and kind of leave it in a thing. And I was like tearing up, man. I'm like, this stupid movie that's like all nostalgia and commercially and. I'm, and my son was asking me questions like, well, he won. So wh- where did all the money go? Which I still actually didn't quite figure out. Like, are they all like rich? Not, well, it's only 10000
2: Well, I'm willing to bet they gave most of it to the girl So yeah. like her and her father
0: could get a house. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, probably the case. But he was like asking me questions and I'm like trying to answer. And I'm like, got that little, like, little bit of tear in my throat. I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> hold on, yeah, hold on, bud. <laughs> Happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> He also decided. Ethan also decided that Florida is better than California. Mm. So with, Excellent. Yeah, because it's there's too much sand. Yeah, exactly why he's like there's sand, and I'm like, well, of and I, I was trying to explain what the mountains did, and it, he's just like, "Daddy, I'm trying to pay attention to the movie." I'm like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> quit talking." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I got Google Maps up and like when the constructions and stuff. But anyway, so anything? Anyone else have anything did- about the wizard? Go ahead.
2: Did anybody else notice and I I don't know if it's just an eighties thing or an early nineties thing or whatever, but did did everybody in eighties movies like spastically jerk the steering wheel when they were driving? like yes oh the, oh,
3: the comedy okay, character actors that. yes that's exactly what they did
2: i'm like yeah. what is going on like he's not driving that truck he's just
3: that's exactly that's right. just
2: yeah. back and forth i'm like what is he doing
3: yeah, all those <laughs> and, it's i i, I watch it every time i see anybody do a driving scene when their hands are either moving or not moving and it's like come on man like act like you're driving the damn car
2: <laughs> and and then and then of course the other thing that i was just like did they, did they really did they really have that the the video game hotline where you would
0: call and get tips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, that was actually, real. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. talk about. Yeah, that's yeah. real, Jimmy. You wrote that down. What did you have to say about that?
1: I just wrote in all caps the the Nintendo game counselors <laughs> because there was that one eight hundred number. You know, call us if you get stuck on this <philanth Tangham SENHS> in Nintendo Power magazine. And it showed them all sitting in cubicles looking all cool with like with <laughs> three ring binders. With video
2: games right. they were playing themselves.
1: Yeah. That was like the job I wanted to have when I was little. Yeah. I wonder that what was, job
3: went oh, good. Go that, was, that was like, that was a thing too. I remember being like, oh, uh, I always wanted to call them, but I never but did. You were like, yeah. parents are going to see it <laughs> yeah. and they're getting charged because yeah. it was like like 99
1: yeah, cents like, for the first one. Yeah, it was like and something. Really, it was like
3: a $2 call. A dollar yeah. Driver. Yeah,
1: for every additional minute after that, it was insane. I wonder what, and I remember getting yeah. stuff in games and being like,
3: well, if I could just. Uh, and I feel like uh, if you did call them, they would talk really slow too to milk that money. They'd be like, so yeah. have you, what level are you on? What are the items that you have? You know what I mean? Like they would do that to kind <laughs> you know, have you reached this point of the game? You know what I mean? Like that's what, you know, they got to have something like that because I guarantee stick they made a lot you. of money.
0: Wow, yeah. you play the second level no. of Battletoads.
3: Yeah.
0: No! <laughs> <laughs> or swim on the Ninja Turtle game.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> How many bombs have you gotten already? <laughs> Start over. <laughs> I
0: hated that.
2: I, oh, I've
3: never played no. past that in Ninja Turtles. That that is electric the electric seaweed. Every, yeah. never. I quit that Screw every you, time. Nintendo. Yeah. Just like that in the game that has played me my whole life was Maniac Mansion. I've never to this day ever actually finished Maniac Mansion. I always ended up blowing the damn house up. So.
0: Ugh. No, mine was the uh, so the GameCube Metroid game. I couldn't. Oh, yeah. The one, there was like a, th- a sequence. You had to bomb something and then do something and do something. I couldn't get past it. <laughs> but no, I, I wonder what game, what job actually went away faster. The uh, people that sold beepers when cell phones came out or the Nintendo Gameplay counselors when the Internet took off and people could actually just type in, how do you defeat mother brain?
3: <laughs> like, so what's like, funny was I actually think they're all both pivots because the magazine guys probably went out as magazines went down, but the beeper guys probably just moved right over into cell phones. It's because at most (laughs) companies that had cell phones were selling beepers too until they were completely not needed anymore. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, true.
3: (laughs) Oh, my brother had an airbrush beeper. He airbrushed it with some cool, like, whatever is, like, soccer number. Oh, my brother was that guy. So, like, he had his like, cool beeper that was, like, teal with, like, blue airbrush writing on it. Yeah. Speaking of. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) I have a beeper that was
0: assigned to me. Ooh. So, now that we are taught I think we can move on from the wizard here. We got our question of the week, and it is actually based on peripherals. So, kind of like a beeper. Peripherals for video games that suck. Okay. No, not for video games that suck. Peripherals that suck. Yeah, it's peripherals that suck.
3: Is it peripherals and consoles or peripherals?
0: I, I did a, one console.
3: Okay. Uh, I, have technically, I have technically two, tech kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fine.
1: Um, you know, the, the Virtual Boy was a console. Oh, then I have three. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah. So I'll go ahead and set the tone, uh, start with my top five. As I generally do, my number five is going to be the power pad. Uh, mm-hmm. because ultimately you always just ended up on your uh, on the floor Slapping smacking it, it with your hand. Oh what <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> You Jumped off and then jumped back on. Yeah. Like that shit doesn't work right you're playing the <laughs> Olympics game and then you just got down and paddled on it like a pair of bongos. Yep. Um uh, number four is going to be Rob, mostly because I just wanted to have Rob on my list. Yeah. Um, Rob sucks. Rob's a, yeah. Number Three is going to be is, do you do anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the uh, console on my list is Virtual Boy. Uh, it, it sucked. The light was weird. It just it was not VR. Uh, It was not what it was hyped up to be. Neither was the Sega Activator. Hmm. Uh, That was a ring that you were supposed to be able to stand in and play fighting games. So, like, almost kind of like an at-home, very early VR setup that never really just... Mm -hmm. it wasn't what it promised to be Uh, and that leads me to my number one the thing that was not at all what it promised to be nor was it what they showed it was supposed to do and that's the power glove sorry Nintendo sorry the wizard
3: you had three early Nintendo peripherals that's how bad those were in the beginning Mm -hmm. you know and yet still Nintendo persevered
1: (laughs) Dude, I had to fight not to make it all Nintendo.
3: <laughs> yeah, the Super Scope really could did. have definitely been on that Super Nintendo, but yeah, yeah. Who's next, Rob?
0: Would you like to go? You want me to go next? Sure, we'll go with you. I usually go next. All right, we'll go with you.
2: All right. Well, um, I'll throw I'll throw at number five a very very old peripheral. Um, that's going to be the Joyboard for the Atari, which Hello. is which is basically a Wii balance board. Uh, it came out, it had one game, was used for one game, and basically all it was was just tip left or right. So it was kind of like a controller that you stood on, and that was it. So there was one game it worked for, and then it, I mean, I, they didn't produce it very long either. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was gone very quickly. <laughs> At number four, I'll probably put, I, I think it's probably the most recent the most recent peripheral is the uh, Connect Game Boat. It's it's a giant blow up raft.
3: I don't even know what this is.
2: that sits in your living room, and it's it's got like a ring of like activators or something. Or you're supposed to you're supposed to sit in the boat, but there wasn't enough room for two people to be in the boat. And you know the the motion sensors didn't work, and the smell was atrocious. Just yeah, just all around bad bad execution. Mm-hmm that number three at number three I'll put the the Sega activator just because it was terrible it didn't work just you, you had to know exactly where it was to hit to break the red the red the infrared sensor light just did not work at all at number two I'm gonna put Nintendo Rob because I wanted to be on my list as well <laughs> <laughs> But number, number one is going to be the Power Glove. The Power Glove is a spectacular failure, and that is usually the one that everyone remembers when you talk about peripherals that suck.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I I still want one. I just want to wear it around. Yeah. but It's, Wait, it's cool. It, itself,
3: the idea of what it was yeah. has to be, is cool, you know? Oh, it was a yeah. super awesome yeah. idea. It just didn't work. For the fact Even that no now, like, it's, to play sick. Video it's like cyberpunk It's like really, really cool. It's like it still has this thing to it that you want it to work. You just want it to work. Even if you had it now, you'd be like, just work. Just do what you're supposed to do. So,
1: to
0: yeah. Get someone to reprogram it to do other stuff would be nice. Yeah. Justin, you
3: are up. All right. Uh, I actually came in at number five with the Power Glove. Uh, I actually okay. think the Power Glove, again, it, it's, it was almost like it's the throwaway. It's like, of course, this is the shittiest of all of these. Um, my number four was actually the Nokia Engage. I thought that was the dumbest, oh, worst activated program, uh, kind of console-ish thing they ever came out with. They tried so hard to make that a thing. Oh, Everybody was pushing it. Cell phone companies were pushing it. GameStop or Game um, EB Games at the time and all that. They're all pushing it so hard. Wow, and it failed miserably. That. Yeah. Uh, my next—I don't even one. remember that. Engage? Oh, it was terrible. You should look it up. Um, my next one is actually something that's super recent, and I was just a hundred percent disappointed because it rode the hype train and delivered terribly. Which was the PlayStation Classic that they just came out with. That that thing is terrible. Oh. That is a terrible port of every one of those. Some of them aren't even the real ports of the games. It's like a. no one used to go to the malls and you'd find that guy who had like the fake n 64 with all the games in it Mm -hmm, loaded. mm -hmm. It was a worse version of one of those. Like I was so surprised how bad the PlayStation classic console, little mini console that just was sold recently. That's a shame. The Nintendo classic was great. You know, the super Nintendo classic was decent enough, but the PlayStation classic was like, this is terrible. I just don't understand how you can do that now. Um, The biggest
2: problem I have with those things is that the the selection of games are not the games that everybody played and that everybody loved. For sure. It's just a bunch of like off-brand games, and it's like, what?
3: Yeah, and they weren't even the real ports. They had Twisted Metal on the places, and it wasn't even the full game or even a a full version of the game. So it's like, how do you say you have Twisted Metal on this thing, a game that everybody loved, and you give us this shitty version of it, and it's like just one arena map, and that's it. That's all the game was. So. Uh, so that was my number three. Number two was Virtual Boy. I definitely think Virtual Boy. I actually think that is one of by far the worst of all time. I mean, it made people throw up. It gave you a headache. It was terrible. It was, it weighed about mm-hmm. 10 pounds in your head. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting now, though, because obviously with VR and all that becoming so popular, they've obviously figured it out. But like the idea that at that time games were so much a hey, don't sit in front of the television. And yet they built this thing that was just blowing red light right into your eyes. Uh, and it was selling or was supposed to sell is is just an, a mind blowing thing to me. And it wasn't real VR; it was just a screen in front of you trying to project project like it was a VR game. It just it was a terribly put together thing. And I I'm surprised that they didn't get more shit for it than they did. And my number one, even though you all mentioned it, is Rob. I thought Rob was just like, who thought that was gonna be a good idea? It's essentially a toy that they were like, yeah, I guess we can program it to pick up a block or something like that would be the fun thing, right? That's what kids who were playing Nintendo want. Um. So I hate Rob, uh, more than anything <laughs> in the world. And my honorable mention. We honestly, understand. Was, we totally yeah, understand. Yeah. <laughs> and then my honorable mention was the connect. I think the connect is a, if I were to say it's not the worst thing, it is just the, it had the most promise and it just, they just abandoned it and it failed miserably. Like the yeah, connect, they were yeah, just like, gave uh, there was so much about the connect. You're like, this is the future. And then it was like, yeah, fuck it. We'll get rid of it.
1: <laughs> it uh, Killed Peter Molyneux's career. Yeah,
3: that's true. <laughs> Those are mine.
0: Gotcha. Well, I'll I'll do my honorable mention first. And all of the Wii peripherals that they had that you could attach to your Wii controllers, the only reason they, like, most of them were completely useless, like turning your controller into a golf club or turning it into a paddle or whatever. The only reason it didn't get onto my list was because when we had some of them and we donated them to a local uh, uh, nursing home. And it was because it was the only way that the, the people could actually hold the controllers easily. So there was some good thing about the little, any of the Wii sports stuff. Mm-hmm. So moving into the, the actual list here, the Sega Activator, we already talked enough about that from 1993. The Virtual Boy, which I actually got a chance to play because they had them at mm-hmm. our Blockbuster where you could mm-hmm. rent them. And you could play five minutes of watching bright red tennis and then have a migraine for the next seven hours.
3: It was bad. It was real bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Konami laser scope. I'm surprised it didn't make it on anyone's list. That was the helmet. It it was the helmet with the little target. And when
1: it was was badass, I had one. Wear it around because it looked cool. Yep. Like like the the
3: Super Saiyan looking thing with a little. Yeah, it had like a little target. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The commercial said you had to say fire, but you could say (laughs) Bad words.
0: <laughs> yeah. You had to say fire into it, but you could say whatever you fuck, whatever you wanted to say, and it would fire. Just thinking about a bunch of children sitting in your house screaming fire at a TV screen gave me a headache just now. Oh God. Thinking about it. Uh the power glove, number two, again, would wear both the laser scope and the power glove right now while teaching classes. But don't have one. And number one, again, wanted to say how bad it was. Rob,
3: Rob, yeah.
0: (laughs) Now I I actually have some stuff here because, like, I don't understand what I didn't understand what it was, and there was like a gyroscope thing, and there was like there was two games for it, Mm -hmm. but apparently they they just rushed it through production and put it in the thing because the Atari had just bombed out, Mm. and Nintendo was worried that another video game system wouldn't sell, so they added this thing in there to make it be able to be shown as a toy, not just a video game system, so they. That's how it ended up being a thing. Now my
3: short circuit out. Did it come out before the Rob did? It's eighty five, same year I think. Maybe
0: eighty four was
3: short circuit. I just wonder if somebody was like these short circuit. Everybody loves this Johnny Five thing. We need to make our own version of it. (laughs) Make it quickly.
0: (laughs) Now my my dad used to go up to New York for he was a he. This is inexplicable to me knowing him, but he used to sell fashion for like a high end like eighties fashion thing, and he would go up to New York, and I guess the toy show was up there at the same time as one of the big fashion buying shows. Yeah. And he came back and he was like, there's this, there's this new video game system. And there was one thing my dad hated. It was replacing something that he already had. So like when, when record albums went out, he was like, I'm not buying any tapes of an album I had. And that was (laughs) it. He was done. He never bought music again. literally never bought another piece of music. So he did not. So the fact that the Atari died, he wasn't ever going to buy a new video game system. So he came back. I could have had it like the original Nintendo as he came back. He's like, they were selling this video game thing. And he instead bought me these like little robots that piece together. He's like, these are the wave of the future. These cool little robots. They weren't transformers or anything. Mm -hmm. But then I saw this commercial. My dad's like, I remember that robot. That robot was that video game system. I told you. And I was so pissed because then I realized I had to save up $120 or whatever it was of my allowance to buy my first Nintendo when I could have had one. So the the little Rob robot has, uh, I have additional anger towards it as a result of that, but that that's my number one and a lot of our number one. So we're good there. So I guess that closes us out here. Let me thank you. First of all, Justin
3: oh, thank for you joining it. us. Appreciate Ooh. you having me guys. You guys are great. Ooh.
0: Love talking about movies with movie person, with movie people. Uh, go ahead and sell yourself. Where can people find you? What can they do? To help you, all of that stuff.
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, that I,
0: sounded dirty. That's <laughs> wrong.
3: How do I sell myself? Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just a guy. I'm J-Con film on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and all of the things that are social media. Um, um, a Prime Productions team, we, you know, we put together short films. You can find that at a Prime Uh I also have an esports team, a Prime Uh You can find all those things on social media as well. Uh, I'm just a guy who's out here. Just I like to make stuff and I like to, uh, you know, have a good time doing it. So that's me.
0: Excellent. And we will link to you as well. Guys, you can check out our Facebook page and find all of his information there as well. And I'm not sure who's doing the closing contact information, so one of you two take us home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as always, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod. You can email us directly with all of your hate mail for Greg, Me 5 podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and please guys leave us a review it helps us stand out it helps all other people find us and it helps us move up in the ratings we also have a store you can wait isn't it linked on our website yep. you can go to give me five podcast.com and you can find the link to our store where you can get all of your sweet give me five branded stuff Like iPhone cases, toilet seat covers, bathroom rugs, underwear with Greg's face on the
1: butt. Most of those things do not exist yet. (laughs) Yet. Damn (laughs) it.
0: And, of course, thanks for listening.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and wash your damn hands.
2: face when he realized how loud it was.
1: Greg is beet red. <laughs> right. One, two, uh, these, the color of my shirt <laughs> that you cannot see. <clears throat> you think you may a <laughs> <the gas? laughs> Making these guttural and squeaking noises. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. <laughs> okay. oh, I apologize. That was, uh, yeah, for me too.